Jacob. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 The Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars Steve Sippel. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Morning, happy Tuesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead with Rick Kaczynski, Robin Washington, and more. There is basketball tonight. That is not the story of today, though, Sip, because fans out there wanted answers. And boy, did they get some answers yesterday on what's going to happen with Nebraska football. By the way, you can call the show at 464 5685 Texas as well. You can watch us on, on the video stream on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And the show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Uh, all right, Sip. Yesterday, well, a lot of news came out. Number one, we learned that Scott Frost will be back next year with a restructured contract. Right? Yeah, good that morning. Was part one. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning to you. Yeah. Good morning to you and Harris. Yeah, yesterday, yesterday was just news upon news upon news upon news. Yeah. Okay. So you hear that, and then a couple hours later, yeah, you hear the news that, oh, it's not just Frost is back, but everybody in offense except for Sean Becton will not be here next year for Nebraska football. Yeah, it was sort of awkward for uh, for me, I guess. I'm not going to speak for anybody else because I knew about the changes, and I thought they'd announce those, but they announced that Frost is going to be back first, and I didn't know if they would. Then I didn't, okay, are you going to announce these coaching changes that I'm hearing about? They did at 4.08. So they announced – I don't know what time they announced the that Trev Albert uh, put out a statement along with Scott that um, Scott would be returning. I don't know what time that was. Was that around that's 1? Right, it was right at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. Then, right you're right. Then you're right. Two, exa- almost exactly two mm-hmm. hours later, uh, they announced that they'd be making those staff changes, four staff changes. Ryan Held, running backs coach, is out. Mm-hmm. He's an alum. Greg Austin – Offensive line coach is out. He's an alum. Mario Vardusco, the quarterback coach, is out. He's a long, you know, he's been with Stat, he's been on, with Frost since the UCF days. And Matt Lubick, um, who's been with Frost going back to Oregon, um, joined Nebraska staff in December of nineteen as offensive coordinator. He's out because they're going to because rest- they're going to bring in an offensive coordinator who's going to take it over. I mean, that was I thought that was the. I don't know. There's a lot of key news <laughs> there's elements. There's a lot of things from yesterday. But I but I think one thing that, that became pretty clear is that Frost is going to step away from the play calling off. You know, he's – I don't know that he'll run the offense anymore. I don't think Trev wants him to. I think – I'm not saying it was Trev's idea. I think it was Frost's idea. He's not going to be the play caller most likely. So the, what I'm saying is he couldn't really bring back Lubick. No. I mean, I don't know that it's – I don't know that if a guy like Lubick got fired because he was doing a bad job as much as he just doesn't fit with the future plan, right? They're going to bring in a guy, Jake, they're going to bring in a guy to run the offense. It'll probably be a I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to speculate, but the they're going to bring someone to run the offense. Uh, your, your question becomes is the offense yeah, what similar question? to what it is now or is it's there a, a change? Are they going to, you know, you've, you've changed everybody question. except for Sean Beckton. Everybody on offense 
as a staff member is gone except for your tight ends coach. Now, here's That's the it. thing. Scott, I would think, has a vision in that regard, but we don't know. Scott was, you know, Scott didn't talk yesterday. Jake, that'll be, yeah, you got to one of the key questions going forward. What will the offense look like? Nobody knows that. I mean, yeah, I mean, could it change fairly dramatically? Yeah, I think it could. To the extent that offense has changed dramatically, you know, I mean, Ohio State runs up, cut, you know, a spread offense, quick game, you know, that looks sort of like Nebraska's. Um, but anyway, yeah, it, hey, Jake, I mean, I, I know you want that answer. I just don't think but it's there. Think about what all has to fall in place here for this to work out for Nebraska. And, and I guess, you know, I, I trust Trev Alberts making it uh, the smart decision or, or decision you think was smart after thinking about it. But, there's so many things that have to fall in place. Number one, do you, do you get your quarterback for next year? Is it on your roster right now with, with Adrian or Smothers, or, or is it out there somewhere oh, else? Right. And, and when you get that, you, do you have your offense figured out before that? Do you know if it's going to be similar to what it was oh, man, these Jake, four years? Yeah, stop right there. Oh, no, it's huge. It's <laughs> I mean, a daunting, daunting Think daunting. about so many things here. Okay, I want, you to, I want you to think about, okay, just think about this scenario. What if Tom Herman called you today? You you had you had a relationship with Tom Herman. Just say that that's All the right, case. Okay. And he said, Jake, I'm looking at that job, but you need to help me. What what, what am I up against there? I mean, what's the who's the what's the quarterback situation like? <laughs> we don't know. The right. answer is I don't know. Could they win with the guys behind Adrian Martinez? Do you think Adrian will be back? These are the questions you're going to get asked. Tons of questions. Right. These are the questions you're going to get. I mean, that offensive coordinator is probably going to look at Adrian and say, that'd be nice to have him back. I, I know that's going to make people bristle, but think about the questions that offensive coordinator is going to ask. That, that Frost is going to go. I know, I know what they're going to ask. That, that's the stuff they're going to well, ask. And the question is, how soon do we know those answers? We, I, like when I do we know? know. Is Adrian going to say something after the season's over? Like after the Iowa game, would, saying I'm but, back or yeah. I'm not back? Okay, there's that component. I would tell Tom Herman in that scenario, you better get ready. To, if you're coming here, you got to bring a quarterback with you. Be ready to go into the portal or wherever. To you probably got to bring a quarterback with you. Be ready for that. Okay, that's one. That's one thing I'd tell him for sure. They're going to say, okay, what's the rest of the personnel like? Well, the tackles, I mean, they, they really struggle in pass protection. So you gotta, you got to tell them that up front. you got issues on the line. Right. You have talent. There's talent there um, on offense. But it start, you're right, Jake. It starts with the quarterback discussion. That's where it's got to start. <laughs> what well, has to. And, and even if Frost was back next year, we, we didn't know, again, if, if Adrian back or not. I mean, it was leaning toward probably not these last few weeks. But even now, you think, okay – is that a for sure he's not back, or does he see kind of what the coordinator is and say, oh, maybe I'll, I'll check it out? Or is, is the coordinator that comes in going to want him back? Well, and then if, the Mario Verduzco part right, of this correct. surely affects Adrian. Mario and Adrian were, you know, they have a good relationship. That's Mario played a, a, a major role in evaluating Adrian and a leap role in, and bringing him in. Now, how does Jake – we have to be sensitive to those players. And I did see some offensive linemen walking out. So what happened yesterday, we went and interviewed Parker Gabriel, our beat writer, and I, and Sam McEwen, 
and Evan Bland, we met with Trev. Now, when Trev Alberts, the AD, when we were walking in, there was into the North Stadium, there were some offensive linemen walking out, and that was not a pretty scene. Okay, that was a rough. That was a rough thing to watch. You got to be mindful of these players, the running backs, the receivers, the offensive linemen, the quarterbacks who lost their guys. I mean, those are the guys they met with every single day. No, those are the guys that recruited them mostly too, right? Yeah. They they yeah. went in their homes and and yeah. secured their recruitment and brought them here. Yeah, but yeah. they also understand that hey, it, it, wins and wins and losses count here. They matter. This is not yeah, just well, you're friends and we right. you know. You got us here, and that's enough. You know, they understand this well, is a they, bottom line business. Well, I mean, there's a lot of money in the there's line. A there's a lot of, of interest lot of, on the line here. A lot here. of young guys that haven't thought thought that stuff through like you have, but um, I don't expect expect them to. Right. They're young, right? But anyway, so Adrian's situation is tied to to Mario. I would think that would affect him. But you're right. There's a lot of questions. A lot of people are interested in. And why Frost would agree to a basically a twenty percent salary reduction, right? Going from five million this year to four million next year, and then his buyout gets cut in half. It would have been fifteen million next year, two thousand twenty-two. The buyout was would go to fifteen million. He it got cut to seven and a half million. So some people would say, wow. I mean, I know I talked to coaches last night. They're like, why the hell would he do that? Well, Trev said it's because of his loyalty to the program, his 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 uh, desire to get this done, to get it right. And it's interesting. Trev said it mitigates the university's risk. risk. They were in a bad business deal. They were. Now it's better. They mitigated the risk, and he said, we still have risk here as a university, as an athletic department, but now Scott has some risk. You know, he has more risk. Um, so that's that. That's how Trev explained that part of it. I mean, that's it, a big part of yeah, it. Yeah, and, and again, to answer that question even further, why would why would Frost agree to a, mm-hmm. a, a pay cut plus a buyout reduction? Reduction. <laughs> You you got a guy right now that is is way way under five hundred. He's he's been a he's been a failing football coach. Fifteen here. and twenty seven. I don't think if you're Scott Frost. I mean, you obviously this pains you. It pains the state. Do you want to be the guy that wouldn't agree to to you know to lowering terms because you were too prideful in what you were you know what question. you're all about, or do you want to be the guy that says I realize. I have not lived up to my end of the deal. Real here. good, real, really right? good answer. By I, yeah. I'm a Nebraska guy. Yeah. I, I love this place, as he says all the time. But I really want to make this work. I know this affects my bottom line in terms of dollars right. and income. It's still good enough, and I need to I need to go earn and, and deserve the time here and and the, the ability to go get my raise back. Right? Well, and it's it'll be with good performance. Hit now, so people understand the terms, the exact terms of the contract beyond what I just said were not released, they will right. be, maybe as soon as today, and what we will see is an incentive-laden new contract, a new, uh, an incentive-laden, incentive-laden restructured contract. Which I think is good. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. that covers that. Um, that was obviously a big part of it, going back to the assistance. Now, Jake, I would say I was – I was – okay, now I heard the news pretty early yesterday yeah. – and I was taken aback by it. Now, by two o'clock or three o'clock, I maybe I it had settled in that this makes sense. 
But I can't tell you that I thought he would he, – he, what he did was fire all of his offensive staff except for Sean Becton. So Sean Becton will return. And I don't know in what role – I mean, he'll be a full-time yeah, does he assistant. Get elevated somewhere? Does he yeah, stay yeah. where he's at as a tight ends coach? He'll be a full-time assistant. And there's various ways Frost could take this, but I can't say that I was expecting him to jettison four guys, four offensive staff members. I thought two was was more likely the number, but Frost has two, meaning probably I thought Mario was in peril mm-hmm. and Austin was Correct. in peril. Yeah, I think everyone thought that. Yeah, and I did think there was a degree of peril with Ryan Held. I, I agree. And with Lubick, now you got to – I don't know how people feel about Lubick. This is what I'd say. He's only been able to recruit on the road for a month because of the pandemic. He, remember, he was hired in December of 19, right? His You can't really point it as recruiting – and say, ah, he just didn't get it done. Well, he didn't, he didn't have a great chance to get it done. But anyway, it doesn't matter. He didn't get – he's not here anymore because Frost is is hiring somebody to take over the offense. Well, that's that's why I wonder is that if – in Lubick, and Lubick has called plays in the past, right, in different places, oh, and, and Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. Not all the time here. No, but it, you got it. But but if, if Frost is truly stepping down, which he said from, from calling plays – Sounds like that's the case. Is this a sign he didn't trust Lubick to be able to call an effective game consistently by himself? Well, it might be more that he just – maybe he wanted someone that had more background in, t- in having the whole offense. Yeah. Running the offense. I mean, I'm talking a guy that maybe has, has head – like a Tom Herman. A guy that has a head coaching background. I'm just throwing a name out that doesn't mean anything. I just – people just – wonder if Tom Herman would get looked at. <laughs> I'm talking awesome. about I'm talking about a guy like that. I'm talking about a guy who who's running an offense now. You know, that yeah, I don't think Matt Lubick's background he was Jake, does he strike you even as a guy who would be in charge of a s- staff? No. Not really. I'm not trying to speak ill of Matt Lubick. No, but nor no. am I. He's a good coach yeah, and I like him not a lot. Me speaking. I'm just I the answer to that question to me is no. The, I I mean all you got to do is read what Trev said, and I could just read it off the screen, but I can. I think I can paraphrase it. Trev wants Frost. Well, Frost, I, we got to be careful with this because Trev said, okay, background, context, Jake. They've had these. They've had these Sunday meetings for some time, you know, since Trev came aboard, you know, in July. The twenty-minute Sunday meetings became two-hour meetings, became three-hour meetings. In recent meetings, the conversations ramped up considerably about the vision and what Frost wants. And Trev portrayed it as this is Frost's vision. It was Frost's vision that was that that I think Trev helped crystallize through these discussions. And Frost at some point determined these are the staff moves I gotta make. And and I think that Trev I think played a pretty lead role in Frost understanding that this job is enormous, which we always talk about, right? Oh, it's huge. And Trev even had the quote of saying, even on game day, Jake, he had the quote of, he basically said, he's he's not always been a fan of coaches who have their heads in the play sheet and can't see a kid coming off the, mm-hmm. the field who might need some guidance or, or might need a chewing. Because he's because he's worried about calling the next play, but it's not just that. It's it's the enormity of the daily job, 
NIL, yeah. parents, <laughs> oh. even cons- all, all the things that touch your program, regular media, social media, um, even stuff like the college football playoff, understanding that, understanding the alliance, you know, the Big Ten alliance with the ACC and Pac-12. Jake, a head coach has to understand that. There's stuff. a big reason why you have a, a nice salary. There's a lot of stuff you got to take care of. Right. And you got to be aware of because you're in charge of a lot of this. You have, to, you have to know everything to answer these questions that people have and the job, for your program. And these head coaching jobs have only got become more enormous. And at a place like Nebraska, it's really enormous. Jeff pointed out, he goes, look at you guys. you got 35 media guys down there surrounding a linebacker's coach. Now, Trev said that doesn't happen everywhere. No, we know that. Yeah, and and there's just especially at three and seven programs. Yeah, there's so there's a lot that goes into this job. Um, I like the idea of Frost going forward as more of a chief executive, right? I mean, you know, like a PJ Fleck. I hate to use that as an example, but well, I've he- always been impressed by PJ Fleck's game approach with his job mm-hmm. manage clock mm-hmm. manage game he's really good he's really intent on managing clock uh you know end of quarter situations end of half situations end of game situations he's good at that right yes he is and i think frost that's the kind of thing that frost will be more involved in last night trev alberts was, was talking on on the network um and this is a quote he had about the the progress um and why he's bringing frost back he says, quote, Scott and I both understand that our results have not been what they need to be. Nobody is suggesting that where we stand is currently comfortable and or acceptable long term. But I also think that observing and watching some things that are very, very important to me in terms of the unity of the players, the work ethic, the togetherness, those things are there. So I've talked about incremental progress, and I've seen that in some key areas. Right. That's- now, he did say that. The Purdue loss and the Minnesota loss knocked him back a little bit. Uh, he it he it he indicated that the conversations oh uh, got a little more serious after. Okay, that. your thoughts on this? This was he was talking about you know let the four assistants that were let go yesterday. Uh, here's Albert's case. He says, "Quote: I don't believe it's the athletic director's role to tell a coach you need to fire that coach and hire this coach. I like to ask questions." Most of it was fairly self-evident to Scott, and I think he knew that certain changes needed to be made, but this was Scott's plan. Yeah. End quote. So the, the conversation you hear from people yesterday is that, okay, well, that sounds like Trev said it's in your court mm-hmm. in terms of mm-hmm. do you bring guys back. But I, I, people are out there saying, well, what was Frost said you can come back if you let these guys go, even though Trev well, says that. It doesn't sound like it. I mean, Trev made it pretty clear that he did not – I mean, he said the words, I did not mandate that Frost make changes. He And he said, I want – now, this is not Trev on the radio. This is Trev sitting in with a with us at a table and, and looking at, at us in the eye and saying, I want to make this clear. I did not mandate that Scott make any staff hmm. changes, any coaches. He, he made these decisions. Now, I don't know. I, I'm not going to question Trev's, you know – integrity <laughs> he, he looked me in the eye and <laughs> yeah. said it i i tend to be, i tend to believe that i've been lied to um by ad's and coaches over the years but i i think in this case it's i don't have really any doubt i don't i don't really have any doubt i mean i know it sounds for the frost detractors it sounds good to say that and they can dream up their 
scenarios um, all they want, but I don't think that's the case. Um, well, also on the on the broadcast, we we'll get to Vince in a second. But Albert was talking last night on the network about uh, Frost being a brother in one of us. But he says, right, "Quote: right. We're not going to be blindly loyal." Says Alberts, I don't want to send that message, but if you're trying to balance one decision or the other, as long as I'm here, I like to think we're going to err on the side of loyalty as best as we can. Right. He he said we have these these nameplates on our desk at Nebraska. Everybody has them, and one of the tenants is loyalty. Um, he said so. All things being equal, with all things being equal, and when there's a decision to make. And there's some uncertainty, like you said. He mm-hmm. he said, we're going to err. While I'm here as the athletic director, we'll err on the side of loyalty. But like you said, not blind. <laughs> yeah. Blind loyalty. Um, so they've the, – Frost – I mean, we talked about this, and we were right. Frost had to sell his vision to Alberts. And he laid out that plan over the course of these Sunday meetings um, – and Trev took notes, detailed notes. But um, but think about that for a second. He laid out a plan, and it included losing four of his five assistants. Say, mm-hmm. the plan that I have isn't working. This is the plan going forward. Right. These guys got to go. Well, it happens. And, I know, but... It happened in 2002 that, here. Yeah, but... It happened. I mean, and it worked, by the way, in 2002. I mean, I don't know if people remember, but... Think about Frank. He went and brought in Barney Cotton, um, Scott Downing, Tim Albin on the offensive side, and then on the defensive side, Marvin Marvin Sanders, Bo well Bo Pelini um, as the defensive coordinator, Marvin Sanders and Jimmy Williams. That's six guys. I mean, Frank brought in six guys. Jake, new staff member, <clears throat> new staff members after the 2002 season. And he still got whacked after in the well, 03 season. They went 10 and 3. I know. Okay, that, that you was, would yeah. say that worked. They, yeah, it, it did You can work. say he right. got whacked, it, but it worked. It did work. Yeah. I mean, he responded with a, a good season. They brought in six new guys yep. and integrate them into the, integrated in, them into the staff, and it worked. They went 9 and 3 and then won the bowl game with Pliny as the interim. You can make staff changes and it can work. Yeah, and I, I think what's what's different now than then, obviously, is that you were at that point at the end of the O two season, you were one year removed from being in the national championship game. They went seven and seven, of course. That was a bad O two season, but you still had a talented roster and a a, a culture of sure. winning, right? Yeah. Like yeah. they yeah. this was still a, a really, really, really good program. Seven and seven was a shock to everybody after what happened the previous year of losing to Miami yes. in the title game. We we were stunned. We hadn't seen that forever right. at 7-7. Seven seven. But right. but still, this program had enough going for it mm-hmm. that it wasn't like it was going to be impossible to get to nine wins. Now, you just got to a key part of the conversation. What sort of coaches can Frost get in here mm. under these circumstances? I mean, you, you – okay, think about it, Jake. People are going to look at that record, 15-27, and 10-23 overall in the Big Ten – 15 and 27 overall, 10 and 23 in the Big Ten. I think he's 6 and 14 in the Big Ten West. He's They've lost four in a row. Um, coaches are, I know they are, because I've talked to a couple of them already. They're, they ask questions. What, what is, what do we get, what are we up against here? Now, some guys will need a job, right? All right, right. Um, 
some now the way Trev explains it is all over college football there's huge risk. These guys all know that. You know, I mean it can you can help it by giving you know they're going to get two-year deals probably. So they'll be taken care of for two years, each of these new assistants. That helps. If you bring in an offensive coordinator, what I wonder, is there some offensive coordinators, Jake, that won't want to work for much less than a million? Good ones. The very good ones. Well, Nebraska will pay. Well, I think so. <laughs> I think they will. I yeah, I think so. How, how, how could they not pay right now? I mean, this program is so desperate. And by the way, this is, we'll get to Vince in a second. This is, this is my point in all this. I made this point yesterday on, with DP when this news broke. Like, the plan is to bring the defensive staff back and obviously Sean Becton and build around it. There's no guarantee those guys come back on their own accord. The new staff, right. No, yeah, the, no, no the current the staff. The current staff, right. There's because, not. because if you are just going to bet on everybody defensively coming back and this, they run it back because they think, well, we're going to ride this out. I mean, they might see this as, wow, the coach took a big pay cut, mm-hmm. his buyout's you know, smaller. Yeah. There's, it's easier to fire him. Am, am mm-hmm. I... Am I riding a sinking ship or a ship that's a ship that's riding itself? Well, you, you know? hope you hope that the the staff is confident um, and feels good about actually feels good about the direction it's going. So I know I I I, I just saw now, four I, assistants get whacked yesterday. Well, yeah, staff, no, but it, is it working at Michigan? He changed his staff. It can work. It can. Yeah, I don't think this has to be a regarded with such like. Doom. I mean, I you know me. I mean, I, I guess I'm I sort I of. A, I don't a think it's more doom. optimistic just, than you. You are um, about life, and I um, I don't see it so much as oh my god, this is a hail mary. I, mean, I don't. I don't think it is either. I, I just say that if if you're relying on the moves yesterday to be it in terms of what happens here, you don't, you don't count on. I think you are relying on that to be it. I know, but if you if you are, I I think that's a little bit risky because I don't know. If, I mean, again, right now, Sip, this defensive staff, their stock is is higher than it's been. Right, this was the best year they had. The defense, despite being three and seven overall as a team, the stock's pretty high for that unit. Right, the coaches, mm-hmm. like Tony 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 is probably going to have some interest in him out there. Yeah, say, hey, are you sure you want to stay there? It's a sinking oh, yeah. ship. Or yep. Eric Shenander for crying out loud. You yep. don't think somebody's going to want him? Yeah, or look at him for some so. sort of coach yeah. spot? Yeah. That's, so it just depends on how much loyalty they have, correct? Um, and and what else is out there? But you're right. I mean, there's def- like Travis Fisher. <laughs> he's been approached the last two years yeah, for jobs, big jobs, but he stayed. I mean, he did. But I mean, there's an attachment to the players. Um, now, now you've seen four assistants get whacked this year. So I, I'm just curious where those guys go with things. Let's get a call from Vince in Napa, California. Vince, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? Good, Vince. Good, Vince. How are you? Uh, very good, thanks. Uh, well, with this whole conversation, not not just this morning, but just basically, you know, within the last 24 hours, I keep going back to something that you guys, you know, have said before, is that, you know, because some people were kind of caught up in this whole thing of, well, if Scott, you know, if, if we get rid of Scott Frost, then where do we go? Who's going to want to come there? And, and, and I know you guys have said, well, you can get someone. Well, that's true. You can get someone. You can get a warm body. You can get Vince, you can get me. You can get Steve Sipple. You can get Jake Solomon. No, you it. can get Chris from the Baldwin shop or Derek from Highway 77. I mean, yes, you can get someone, but does that mean you're going to get somebody of substance? But um, 
I've always been a huge believer in that when you hire a coach and sign him to a contract, I don't care if it's three years, five years, seven years, whatever, I'm a firm believer in that you give him the life of the contract. And if at that point, and I know it very rarely works out this way, but you give him the life of the contract, and if at that point you don't see that the, you know, that the, that the program is on an upward trajectory, then by all means make the move. And, of course, the record isn't where we want it to be, but with a straight face, this, is de- this program's in a better place than it was in 2017 where you had you know, the team just flat-out mail, you know, flat mailing it in, whereas that's not the case now. No. And with all these one-possession losses, I see it like this. Well, if, if Coach Frost can narrow the gap, then certainly he can cross the bridge. And, 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 you, and you have been talking about the whole point of being the CEO of the program. Well, it comes down to this. I mean, I don't care if a coach is an offensive mind, defensive mind, whatever. When you're the head coach, you're the head coach of the entire program. And, you know, and there's a, but to me, there's also a fine line between bringing in assistance and quote unquote letting the coaches coach, right. but also being, but also being keenly aware with, of what's going on with all three components of the game. But, and, you know, one thing that I'll continue to say is, you know, however the staff gets restructured, I, I, I mean, to me, without without question, a special teams coordinator needs to be part of that okay. picture because, I, you know, and lastly, you're right about this, you know, resembling 2002 because the fact of the matter is things couldn't remain status quo. No, they couldn't. They couldn't. Um, right, you're Vince, right, Vince. That's the thing. Vince is right. Things had to happen. Yeah, yeah you I could not bring everything back. Yeah, if Frost, no way. if Frost would have presented a plan to Trev Alberts of I'm, I want to run it back with this entire staff. I, no, I think that'd been greeted with I, uh, open arms, saying, uh, no. "Why don't you rephrase that again? Try again." Yeah, I don't try, think try again. That vision would have. He, I don't think he could have sold that vision. Um, and he certainly couldn't have sold it to the fan base. No, I just think appearances would. Appearances, I mean, all with due respect to each of those men that got fired, um, Frost, because of just the appearances factor, had to make changes. Um, so that's that's where we're at. Well, I think a good guy to talk to you about this is Rick Kaczynski. Rick Kaczynski, he's up next on Early Break in the Ticket.